Every time I record one of these and I hear at the end of the song, the singer goes, her name is Steph, the singer goes, and now your host, Skylar Hunt, I'm always like, oh, this is going to be good. I wonder what he's going to say. And then before you know it, it's time for me to talk and I have no clue what I'm going to say. This is this kind of the conceit of the show. Yes, Skylar, basically, if anyone's listening to episode 15 of Talking With Myself, I'm pretty sure they know that you are not a scripted uh, podcast performer. You don't even really have a good notepad. It's, it's actually impacting your other job, job performance. So, uh, I think that our fans are pretty familiar with the premise. Bobby, you, you, you're quick to cut me down and, and normally, normally right. But yes, um, it's, it's, I'm just, it's just weird not having done the podcast, this podcast in a, in a minute, how, how hard it is to, to just start. Starting is the hard part. Continuing is the easy part. Uh, something about, uh, an immovable object and an unstoppable force. I am the unstoppable force, right? I mean, Evil Bobby, you are forced upon me by Bobby as as a tertiary co-host. But no, I meant more getting into the headspace to do this podcast is so hard. It's hard. It's rewarding when it works. Um, but I, I'm just thinking about doing this like once a week, which I think when we started doing the podcast, it was like once a week had a lot of. A lot of early enthusiasm for the fact that this was a new medium that I was getting to play with, and I was you know, teaching myself how to, how to how to do it, and uh, and I did one a week, and now I'm back to doing like one every equinox or so. <laughs> like, if you listen to this one, the next one, the weather should be substantially different from the one before when you're listening to it. Um, so this is the first episode of 2022. And you've been talking ever since 2021 ended. So it's pretty funny that you didn't make a podcast episode out of that. You're just wasting your bullets. You're just firing them up over your head like in the movie Bad Boys, which is not what I want to be. I want to be a big boy. I just want everyone to be clear. My stance has not changed on what type of boy I want to be. And <laughs> I've not made uh, a podcast just the year has been as there's been a lot of up and down like the beginning of the year it felt like we were kind of right back where we started with the virus with this virus that can't leave us alone for one minute god damn it um but it's 2022 uh we're halfway through biden's probably first and only term so far it's like yeah, better than it was before, but not good enough to be happy about. And I think that's what everyone predicted the whole time. Uh, that stability was going to 
you know, not be exciting, but it was what we needed. And I'm finally maybe entering a little period of stability in my own life. So here we are, podcast, podcast energy. Got that big podcast energy, BPE. I think that's what it stands for. Um, that's what the phrase is. So what? So what's been different for both of you guys uh, for 2021 so far? Like what? Or sort of from 2021, <laughs> what in 2022 has been different than 2021 so far? So twenty two thousand and twenty two minus two thousand twenty one is. Carry the two divided by pi. Um, it's not been that different. It's like one. <laughs> it's like one different. Yeah, I, th- I think that that makes sense. It's been. It feels like it's been about one different. Um, the main difference for me has been, I guess, I'm not afraid of COVID anymore. I'm just really trying to avoid it. The way that I'm not afraid of poison ivy. But when I go outside, I desperately try to avoid it. It's just something I really don't want to experience if I can make sure that I don't experience it. Um, what about, I mean, do you have any thoughts, Bobby, on... Well, so far, there have been some good cartoons. As I'm sure you know, you're probably keeping up with the cartoons. Lately, me and Eva Bobby have been watching together Attack of... The Titans, or Remember the Titans, I think is what it's called. Attack on the Titan? Attack on, attack on Titan! God damn it, Bobby, it's not hard to remember. So, it's a show about, it's like all these people who live in a town, and there's some big boys and some big girls and some little boys and little girls, and they're in the town, and the town is a big wall around, you know I struggle with my arrows. There's a big, there's a big wall around the town, and everybody feels safe. And everyone's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna go make bread, or I'm going to play with this this cow over here, or I'm gonna practice uh, karate." You know, the three things we typically do. And they they are inside of the walls of this town because outside of the walls of the town is. Something that's pretty scary. Eva, Bobby, you want to take it away? Outside of the town are these, I guess for lack of a better word, you could call them Titans. Probably where they get the name from the show. They're like 200 foot tall guys who just exist to kill. They break into the town and they get over the walls. And uh, just pick people up and eat them. And we see a lot of blood. Yeah, it's a bit disturbing. I'm not allowed to watch it after 7 o'clock. Because if I watch it at 8 or 8.30 or 9 or 9.30 or 10 or 10.30 or any of those other numbers, I can't go to sleep. I have nightmares about somebody getting eaten by a giant big boy. This is literally... (laughs) This is literally the weirdest dream Bobby ever had. It's just all Bobby wants to do is be a big boy. And so he watches a show about all these big boys, but they're bad big boys, and they kill everybody. What is the message in this show? I mean, I I haven't watched it yet, um, although I feel like I have, from your description, I feel like I get all of this 
season one plot points just from just from knowing you. But I I think the idea is that the Titans and I'm haven't watched it so titan fam uh remember the titans fanboys <laughs> remember the titans fanboys are like i don't know 45 year old former high school jv football players but um attack on attack on titan fanboys don't come at me i don't know any better i'm stupid but what it seems like is these titans are are sort of metaphors for the 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 rich people in society that have reached that level of like untouchability like so much money that they could get out of any legal issue they're never seeing a day of jail in their life they can do what they want to the little people and i feel like that's pretty that metaphor is pretty clear even though they don't call out you know socioeconomic class struggles as like part of the real storyline it's clear that like it's like little peasants uh fighting against Monster, like Godzilla-sized people who they even reveal in the sh- in the in the show. I heard I heard from the other room when the Bobbies were watching it. They even reveal in the show. Oh, the bit about how the the the, the Titans that live outside the war they don't die from not eating food. So when they break into the war and they eat people, it's not for food. It's because they're just assholes. Like, they just want to hurt people. So, like, there's something in that. Were we talking about 2022? Oh, yeah. I'm saying I started watching this show in, in 2022. Right? What what have you done? What have you been up to? Oh, um, well, I haven't been up to very much. It's been a lot of work, uh, which I guess is a, a good complaint to have, that there's plenty of work to do. But, you know, there's just there's just a point. Where it's like, oh, wow, work is so successful that it's killing me. And that's kind of where we're at. Um, our, our job went from, like, scary during the pandemic. Like, everyone's worried about, like, will we pull through? Everyone's working almost around the clock. Whenever there's work to do around the clock, people are doing it because they're all, you know, side by side taking responsibility and trying to keep this company going so we can all keep paying our rents. And... That effort paid off, and now we've won a bunch of new business things. Not to bore anyone who listens to this about advertising, the ad life. Um, But we've won a bunch of stuff, and we're still just, you know, so many little people. So in a way, Bobby, it feels like work is the titans, and the little people are the people in the company who are all trying their best to live inside of this wall, and... They just keep getting picked up and slowly eaten or quickly eaten in very gratuitous, violent, uh, like it, it's almost like watching an Al Qaeda like live leak video. This 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 show. Yeah, I really love it when one of the Titans bites someone's head off just to be a dick. That's that's in line with your character, Evil Bobby. Um, all right, so what's on the horizon for twenty twenty two? If all that's happened this year is you've watched a little bit of an anime show in a month and a half, what what is what's up for this year? Um, let's see. I'll start with me. Uh, <laughs> nobody it seems to want to answer. All right, so I want to go on a date. I know that sounds really lame and losery and like a '90s, you know, young adult TV show kind of way. But the truth is, like, 
I mean, I'd, I'd been going on dates uh, very often before 2020 and then, you know, intermittently during uh, as everyone was sort of struggling, wrapping their heads around, like, what is socializing, what is courting in this new era. Um, but I'd like to just go on a date and have it just be like a nice, fun date. And then that's that's it. Like, that's, that is my goal for this year. Um, in addition to that, I, on the side, have been working on a little cartoon idea. Ooh, cartoons! Skyla, this is, you're finally saying something I care about. I can almost cry. This is, it's like, how long can you go on and on about something that nobody gives a shit about? Uh, you keep breaking your own records. But, but tell me about this cartoon. So the cartoon is about a little boy. I'm listening. Whose name is Bobby. Oh, I'm, I'm in full listening mode. <laughs> who, who basically just plays with his toys all day and uses his imagination to, to just have these little fun adventures. It's like... There's so many shows who have done that have done like every different thing, but like it's kind of like a, Adventure Time meets Aqua Teen Hunger Force meets Toy Story, but it's none of those things because it's way shittier and it's written by me. But basically, the idea is that little Bobby has these, you know, these toys that he just talks to as if they're real. And that and. I think that's what makes it different from Toy Story. It's not like the the toys are just like pretending to be to- like they're just like little tiny beings in this world. And when they all go to like when Bobby goes to sleep, all the toys go to sleep kind of at the same time and they're all like like inceptioned into his brain and then they go on these infinite adventures. Like anything that Bobby can dream up is possible. Um and it's just been so much fun writing it. So that's something I want to do uh, this year. I'm already getting character art done. Gonna see if I can get some some keyframes animated. Ooh, keyframes! Those sound way more important than other frames. I'd agree. Uh, I would agree. That's why they're key. Um, so what about what about you, Bobby? Oh well, now I just, I just want to be in this cartoon. I assume I am playing the lead role of Bobby. Well, um, while I will admit that the role is definitely inspired by you and influenced a lot by you as someone who's you know in my life a lot, um, being a cartoon voiceover artist or just being someone who does voiceover work in general is it's harder than you think, and you've got to be like an actor in a, in a different kind of way. Like you've got to be able to contort yourself and your personality in ways that are maybe more extreme than just acting. Uh, because when you're just acting, it, it feels like you're trying to be relatable, believable, uh, someone that someone can empathize with. Whereas in a cartoon, it's more like instrumental. Like the, the, vo- the voices have to sound weirder, uh, for certain different comedic or dramatic effects, and it, and it, you you end up speaking a lot of voices that are just so unnatural, but like in a way, kind of really fun. And I'm just not sure if you, Bobby, can do that. You don't think normal Bobby or kind Bobby, as you have not labored him, but I've just decided he will be card. You don't think kind Bobby can do voices? 
Well, evil Bobby. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, Bobby's voice is Bobby's voice. And, I mean, he he just kind of a one-trick pony. <laughs> what have I done to offend you so deeply that you would go to this extent to cut me down, you son of a bitch? Rascal, not cool. That was pretty evil, but, like, in a bad way. Well, I mean, I just, you're going to get credit. You're probably going to get some money out of it from the likeness rights. But I just don't know if you'd be right for it. I mean, I guess you could audition. All right, so I'm going to audition. And then probably going to get the role because I know the show creator. That's how Hollywood works. And then I'm probably going to become pretty immediately famous. You know... I think fame would suit me pretty well. I like the idea of when I go outside, there's lots of people who want my autograph. So I'm going to have to learn how to write my name in cursive before then. Maybe we should practice on this here podcast. Yeah, uh, learning to write in script or cursive would be a great audio-only experience for our listener. But I think... We've got a big show. We've got stuff to do. Um, So, yes, you can audition to be in the cartoon, but no promises. I heard the word promises. What what, what about you, Evil Bobby? What do you want to do? Oh, well, I'm pretty easy. You know, I don't need too much to be evil happy. So, I think I just want to cancel Bobby for something he tweeted back. Back when he was two. He's going to be famous. Might as well cancel him, you know? I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if I got canceled, it would mean that I had been there already. Then you you found the silver lining in the situation. That if you were canceled, there, was, there had to have been something for you to be canceled from. So that's like the career half full perspective. Yeah, and I just, you know, go with the flow sometimes. I don't really have all the evil moves just sort of playbooked out for me. Sometimes I gotta ad-lib, you know? Oh, I I know. I know when you've gotta ad-lib. All right, so uh, I think we're gonna take a quick ad break, and we will be um, right back as soon as I can pause the record. Hey, Evil Bobby here from that show Scarlet Desert Nobody Cares About. I have a product for you that is so exciting. It's called NFTs. So, you've probably heard about NFTs on the internet. You probably heard about Tom Brady having sex with one or something. You probably heard about it if you work at a company where everybody else is trying to prove they know more than you all the time. They're probably talking about NFTs. What are NFTs? All right, I'm going to tell you. It's the all-new herbal recipe for the most expensive and valuable tea on the planet. You pay us $10,000 right now, and we say that you own the tea forever. Nobody else gets to have it. I mean, you don't get to drink it either. It stays in the internet. But nobody else gets to have it. 
And doesn't that make your penis feel so much bigger and better and more penis-shaped? Well, an NFT might be exactly what you're looking for. That was an awesome ad. I, I, I always dread the ad reads because I can never tell, are these real companies that are going to pay us real money? But you know what? They always end up being real. Maybe I should stop doubting my team that's assembling this marketing revenue. Maybe I should stop doubting them. They clearly know what they're doing. So thank you to NFTs. Uh, again, that was NFTES. Which, you know, if it doesn't exist now, well, soon. And thank you, Evil Bobby, for jumping on that marketing grenade. I heard there was going to be a grenade, and I feel like I was lied to, but sure, whatever you want. Uh, all right, so let's have our first of two guests. Um, I think our guests aren't going to stay that long, but they just wanted to stop by and say hi and introduce themselves. Uh, we have a guest visiting us from Florida who goes by the name The Alley Hater. Oh, it's like, it's like an alligator. Yeah, I'm the Alley Hater. I'm from Florida. Um, yeah, the reason I call myself that is that I just hate everything. Uh, I hate, you know, even the sound of my own voice. For anyone who, who who's going to call in and say, oh, I, he doesn't sound like he's from Florida. I'll say, you don't sound like you're from Florida. My word, your word, you know, and, and such. Uh, but I, you know, I, I'm kind of famous in my community. Oh, like, what? what is it that you are famous for? Please, like, let me interview you a little bit. Uh, well, I'm famous. I mean, I, you, you heard my name, Alligator, which, you know, people love. They sell T-shirts. Uh, I've got beer koozies that I sell. I got uh, my own pillow deal. Not, I mean, lots of pillow guys are coming up and out out there. But like the Alley Hater pillow, it, it, like the 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 motto, <laughs> the tagline is like you'll you'll hater every other pillow you ever had before the Alley Hater pillow, which I I'm proud of. I thought about that for a long time. Um, I, what else do I hate? I hate so many things. So I hate when other people. Uh, like something? Like, do you remember uh, when them uh, Harry Potter books came out? Yeah, I, I was in Boston for Harry Potter Fest, and it was it was a blast. Well, then I hate you too, because I hate people that like things that people like. So, anything's popular, I want it to be over. I don't want to have to deal with it. I want only unpopular things, things that people hate. This guy is, like, turning me on. I didn't even know that was possible. I'm, like, a three-year-old boy's, like, inner monologue, and I am paying full attention to every word that comes out of this guy's mouth. Uh, I mean, I guess I hate you, too, uh, little guy. Uh, I just, sorry, it's just part of the thing that I do. Um, I hate, what else do I hate? I hate when other people help other people. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, like... When uh, the, 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 this COVID situation going on, you know, this false flag of a disease, it's been happening everywhere. And I, I hate that there have been so many people who have been working around the clock to keep people like me alive in the hospital. 
I hate that there have been first responders who have been responding responding first, I guess. Um, I hate that there have been, you know, grocery store baggers and delivery drivers. And I hate all those people, how they're out there risking their lives trying to, to help me continue with mine. I hate them for it. And whenever I engage with them, I you know never show them any respect because once you start respecting someone, what's next? Uh, I mean, so far, so far, hate this podcast, uh, and I guess I hate you for making it. Do you? Why, why are you here exactly? Oh, I'm here to promote my new Alligator. Uh, I've got a remote caddy, so you. Uh, I mean, everyone hates. Uh, losing their remotes, so I figured, oh, let's just make a buck or two. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, I just hate everything so much that it's become my brand. Hatred's my brand. I don't know if you can imagine. I I don't know if you can imagine the type of country that I want to live in, but it's one where where hate is 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 not only uh, encouraged, but it's uh, prevalent. You you surprised me with some of those uh, vocab words there, uh, Ali Hater. But I guess I'm not surprised at your stance. If you if you look around the the country, it feels like lots of people have been making money off of hate. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, even if <laughs> even if my accent's really inconsistent, what's not inconsistent is my ability to profiteer off of hatred and. You know, I've had some great examples in in government. Uh, I've had great examples in religion. And now I'm just doing my own thing. I'm I'm more of an entrepreneur type. Uh, And uh, if I I don't, if I hate, if I, if I, how do I phrase this? If I don't hate even just one little thing, that's my brand gone. You know what I'm saying, Uh, evil guy? Yeah, evil Bobby, but yes, I, I, I knew that if I start liking good shit, then that's it for me. I'm done as a character on this show. Yeah, so like, you know, it's uh, I'm consistent so that, you know, people can look back to the Alligator brand and know they are getting pure hatred. They're getting premium hatred. They're getting hatred like their grandpa and grandma used to make. Uh, whenever they would see someone of a different skin color walking down the street. It's like that kind of hatred. You know, not specifically racist, but not specifically not racist. Your your <laughs> your your voice is dropping in and out there, Alligator, so I'm gonna try and uh put this put this back together for you. So you're basically saying, Well, you yourself are not a racist, you do kinda like the power that using sort of a racial lightning rod seems to be granting you by, like, channeling other people's insecurity and other people's, I guess, lesser intelligence. You can use that, stoke some flames, and before you know it, you're selling pillows. Well, it's, it seems like I've been on this podcast before. If you already get the, you get the idea, you get the gist. I mean, I'm not looking for business partners at the moment, but, like, I don't know, maybe we could do some... Some sponsorship of your of your podcast here. I hate it, but uh, you know what I hate even more than your podcast is it's not making money off of hatred. Yeah, um, this is gonna be, I think, a one time thing, and I think that you're 
you're probably not going to come back. Uh, I, just, be, you know, you hate the podcast and all that. And I would hate to have you come back. Oh, now you're getting it. All right. Uh, well, thank you so much, Alligator. It was it was nice for you to quickly stop in. Um, we do have um, another guest coming, but I'm... I'm not sure if we should. <laughs> it's kind of that's where we've gotten to in this podcast that like the fictional shit is like just questionable enough that I'm not sure if a podcast with zero listeners uh, deserves to sink to such a level. All right. Well, I'm going to invite our next guest in. Um, Thomas Remington has got quite a story to tell us. All right, uh, nice to meet you, uh, Thomas Remington. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast, Mr. Hunt. Oh, look, you're you're so much more polite than uh, my previous guests and all the other guests that I've had and my co-host and all my friends all put together. Skylar, I mean... uh, we give you shit to give you something to do on the show. I think we're a lot nicer off pod. No, I'm not. I'm the same person. I want to assure you so that my brand doesn't take a dent. My evil brand. You know, we were just talking about this not 60 seconds ago. Well, I've decided that uh, visiting podcasts, I like to make sure to bring a certain air of decorum into the room and make sure that everyone feels respected and heard. And it was um, some lessons that I've learned from my most recent lover, who uh, sadly passed away um, quite recently as well. Uh, so I'm just, you know, I'm kind of in the, a bit of... Uh, a state of mourning, and but I'm also trying to evangelize this person's life and 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 sort of share bits and pieces of of the real. Oh, oh do you want to tell us who you're talking about first? <laughs> yes, of course, of course, of course. Uh, my last lover, as much as a gentleman, does not kiss and tell. My last lover was Betty White. Wow, that's re- I know who that is, and I'm like negative five years old. Yeah, I mean Betty White. That's wow. That's quite a revelation. Um, are you sure you can talk about this? It's not a big deal at this point. Uh, our families know about it. Uh, the tabloid press in the United Kingdom knows about it. Basically, I just wanted to share some anecdotes uh, from my last days with uh, with Madam White. Betatrix, as I called her, was her, her Christian name was Betatrix, but she went by Betty to be more mm, conventional, I dare say. Uh, but Betatrix was a passionate lover. You you would uh, assume her Golden Girls co-star. Uh, Rose something. Oh, no, Rose was her name on the show. Rue McClanahan. Yeah, that was her name. Rue McClanahan. You would assume that Rue McClanahan was more uh, a woman of ribaldry based on her performances in the program. But twas Betty? Betatrix, who would, in the bedroom, you know, occasionally bring out a, a flower or a bell on a stick... Or a candle in the wind. 
or some exotic bird who had not yet been declared removed from the endangered species list she'd bring into the bedroom or, you know, sometimes she'd, you know, just go buck wild, as they say in the rap hip-hop videos, so to speak. So, so you came here to this podcast weeks after the death of your lover to tell everybody how you guys used to have freaky deaky sex time? No, I wouldn't put it quite that way. It's more the the podcast equivalent of a tell-all book or an expose, or some other revenue generator posthumous, you know, after they've passed on to that next great adventure, to that next floor in Buckingham Palace. I think in this rare case, I'm going to agree with Bobby. It sounds like you just want to tell everybody you did it with Betty White. <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't wouldn't you want everyone to know? I mean, it sounds like with this podcast that you've been gallivanting around v- inside, Mr. Hunt, I'd, it sounds like you want everyone to know every little thing of your of your life. So I'm I feel your defensive uh, offense, a bit of an oxymoron, but I'm speaking to three of them. Uh, it's, it feels a bit uh, hypocritical of you, none to say the least, that that you you should take this one thing away from me, away from my own little kingdom in Yorkshire. How dare you? How dare you on this very public digital airwave insult me, a very well-off Caucasian guest? How dare you? I, you know what? I don't feel guilty in the slightest. Uh, this is my podcast, and I'm going to call people out on it. If you don't like it, don't listen or guest star, I guess, is my is my suggestion. If you don't like Fox News, you don't go call in and appear on, you know, whatever idiot uh, Nazi generals running television over there now. But you chose to come on the show. You wanted to talk about Betty White. Can you keep it PG? I try my absolute best, but I give you no guarantees on that. Um, what else can I do? I guess we went out to dinner a few times. Kind of boring to share. Oh, once we went on a vacation. Uh, went on a bit of a holiday together. We went to uh, Italia. You know it as Italy, I believe you Americans call it. And we were in the, the you know, the, the countryside. There was olive oil uh, refineries or farms, what, what have you. Uh, had some of the finest olive oils we've ever, ever sampled. And then, you know, a day of digesting olive oil and finding out about its, its uh, regenerative properties, its health benefits. We would naturally retire to the bedroom. And Betty being who she was and, you know... In my heart, still is. She busted open a bottle of the a 50 quid olive oil that we had just purchased. It was supposed to be a keepsake of the holiday. Bit of a memento. And Betty starts using it as a lubricant for, for sexual intercourse. Now I'm going to insist that we do not talk anymore about you having sex with Betty White. Well, it, it feels like you're in it, you're 
trying your damnedest to make sure this podcast is unlistenable dribble. So I will uh, take the director notes, which... (laughs) Sorry, I'm also from the Isle of Jersey. So sometimes my British accent slips into a bit of Jersey. It's like... it's like a regional dialect. You wouldn't understand it. But, but I will bid you adieu, and I will say thank you for having me on your program, as much as I find it to be a bit beneath me and my means. And I just want to leave your listenership with one last note about Madam White. All right, go ahead. Just make it quick. Betty... Bettens, Bettatrix, <laughs> wanted her fans to know how much she cared about them and cared for them. When her program, The Golden Girls, hit the, hit the waves in the in the 80s, it was very nouveau. It was ahead of its time. Yes, the cast was was women, female actors in their golden years, of course, but the humor. The comedy, the the deep life lessons and tragedy that the show touched upon. It was it was pretty special for its era. And I'd like the world at large to know that Betty contributed so much more than we think about in our day-to-day. She wasn't just the oldest surviving female comic. She was a pathfinder, and she was a waymaker for all comedians that follow, big and small, black and white. And that is how I wanted to... Is you, have that, you have that on an index card. It says black and white. You just wanted to use her name as like a... Yes, I did. I'm not a comedian myself, so I, I worked with what I had. All right. Well, uh, I'd like to say... Thank you to Thomas Remington. By the way, your name sounds like a male porn star's name. Yes, it does, doesn't it? I mean, it, a gentleman never films himself having sexual intercourse and tells, you know, you know what the old saying is, you young nonce, you. All right, so uh, I just wanted to thank uh, Mr. Thomas Remington. Maybe a porn star, maybe not a porn star. I'd like to thank the Alley Hater. Uh, buy some of his hate chindice merchandise that's all about hate, I guess. I just made that, put that together. Um, I'd like to thank the Bobbies, uh, kind and evil. Thank you. No, thank you, you son of a bitch. And um, I will, I guess, uh, hopefully talk to you guys again soon. 